Sometimes you can feel a certain way and it has nothing to do with you. Um, 2 Corinthians 4 says, Satan is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who do not believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. You see, we don't go around preaching to ourselves. Sometimes we do. <laughs> Build ourselves up. We preach that Jesus Christ is Lord and we ourselves are the servants for Jesus' sake. For God said, let there be light in the darkness. Um, and that light shines in our hearts so we could know the glory of God that is seen in the face of Christ. You guys recognize that scripture? 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So this feeling a certain way and um, that has absolutely nothing to do with us. I call it feeling the darkness, and I wanted to touch on that a little bit today. It's a topic I think that um, some Christians shy away from um, because it maybe sounds new agey, or maybe um, they've been taught that feeling is a sin, like listening to your feelings. I really have met some people like that. Some might just feel like they've crossed the line into heresy, um, or maybe it just makes some people uncomfortable. I don't know, but I was thinking about the reasons why with Jesus, and he showed me this picture of a bloodied, broken-hearted shell of a human being. He was alone and cold and scared, and he just needed kindness um, and help, but he smelled so bad that no one wanted to get near him. No one cared about his story, no one cared about his pain or his possible need. They just wanted to get away from the smell, from the stink. And guys, that really broke Jesus' heart. I see the Lord's fingertip on this like he is feeling for a pulse. I see how important it is to him that we understand um, this very topic because it is tied into us. I know God created me this way. He knit me together. This is part of my gifting, my calling, my anointing. I cannot operate outside of this. Um, and I know that to equip the saints so that we can fight smart and not brokenhearted is Holy Spirit's joy. So what I mean by darkness, when I say darkness, I mean a variety of unbearable, horrible feelings. Feelings like sadness or hopelessness, suicide, anger, rage, compulsion. And what I mean when I say feeling the darkness, we go back to what Bobby said. Feeling something that makes no sense for you to be feeling. It's out of the blue. It's heavy and confusing because you know, according to your circumstances, feeling that makes no sense. You guys ever felt that? Okay. So in my world, it kind of looks like this. I'm out and about with my family, having a good day, and we go into a coffee shop. And all of a sudden, I am overwhelmed by the feeling of hatred or rage, the love of evil, and just brokenheartedness. That's not mine. 
that's not how I feel. Or I'm out walking in the neighborhood and I get to a certain group of houses and I feel the pull of adultery or the sliminess of hiding, the secrets, the stickiness of scheming. And that's not mine. That's not how I feel at all. And in the beginning, I didn't quite know how to deal with these. I seriously thought, oh my goodness, I am random, fickle, and broken. I'm literally, I don't want to tell anyone because this is going to be a problem. And there'd be times when my family would ask, what's wrong? You look so sad. Or they'd say, hey, mom, I heard you say this from your bedroom. <laughs> Why did you say that? <laughs> or, um, you were fine a minute ago, what changed? It felt like a curse until I realized that it was my gift. Christ showed me that I don't have to just continue feeling that. I can actually do something about it because that feeling is the devil's attack on society and we don't have to sit like sitting ducks in open season, right? We get to partner with heaven and say, not on my watch. So I'm gonna tell you about um, my relationship with the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So you know I was raised in church, you can tell by my seven generations, if not more, because my grandma was a, a genealogist and she, she never found a generation that wasn't Christian all the way back before we came to America. So that's pretty exciting and awesome for me. But um, so I was, I as a child I had a, um, an abusive father who, um, my mom rescued us out of there, thank you. Um, the, me and my four siblings, and we, um, he was, you know, not there or just emotionally abusive and stuff. I wasn't physically abused, but, um, but just emotional and he just wasn't there for us. So, and it, there's more, I don't need to tell you the whole story, but, um, but, uh, so my understanding of God, the father started out rough, right? Cause our, our example of the Holy, of, of the father is, um, usually slightly paralleled until he can fix us, right, to our earthly fathers. And so um, so then my mom rescued us from that situation and um, she happily married an amazing man who was, um, who adopted us, four kids, and they went on to have another child. And, um, and he was, he's always, he's was always there for us and is, is still. And, um, and he was, uh, he, but he was, he was, he was loving and kind and faithful and good and supportive, but quiet you know what I mean so so when me translating all these like ideas of who God the father was I I I kind of thought of him as more of a disciplinary and I was kind of scared of him and I was like it's a lot easier for me to talk to Jesus so my relationship with the Lord was more you know to, I would talk to Jesus so um so I kind of just like hi God the father you're holy I love you but I don't know how to talk to you so as a as a, a little girl, I was four years old when my mom led me through the sinner's prayer to receive Jesus into my heart, to ask Jesus to come into my heart and forgive me of my heinous sins of coloring on a freshly painted wall with red crayon and giving my brother a tattoo with a big pen. <laughs> He still has it to this day. <laughs> um, but I remember even as a little, little child feeling the presence of God and tearing up like I am today, just that the 
um, overwhelming love of of Jesus. And so I've always, like I said, been able to talk to Jesus. He's my best friend. He's the one who came into my heart as a little girl. It was always my easy go-to God figure to talk to my whole life. And so, um, so I was at a youth camp, and everyone was um, coming down for that Wednesday night. It was always Wednesday night when you got prayed for to receive the Holy Spirit. And I was like, I am not going down there. Nobody's touching me because I was super shy. And, but I wanted it. I wanted it. And so I waited till that whole altar call was done and everybody was being touched and laid hands on. And then there was a general altar call. And I stood there and I was like, okay, Lord, bless me. All I said was, Lord, bless me. And I went down and I knelt down and, and the presence of the Lord came over me. And I heard, I heard a couple little words in my spirit. And so I said them out loud. And the, when I said them out loud, the wave of the Holy Spirit was so powerful. I was like, whoa, okay, this is awesome. This is awesome. And so I said a couple more and then a wave of Holy Spirit. And then I would speak in tongues for a little, like maybe 10 minutes. And then, and I was down at the altar the whole time. Nobody knew what was happening because I was like shy. And, and I, um, and then after about 10 minutes, I'd be like, is this really you? Because I can tell my mouth is doing the moving, you know? And, uh, and as soon as I said, Lord, is this really you? The Holy Spirit would just like the wave. It was like crashed over me again. I'm like, okay, it's totally you. And I'd pray again for, this went on for like at least an hour. About every 10 minutes, I'd be like, is this really you? Wah, just wave of the Holy Spirit. And so, um, so I'm like, this is God. This is God. And if you can, if you do a little, a little digging in the in the Bible, it says that the that speaking in tongues um, edifies the inner man. It builds it up, makes an edifice, makes a strong tower to makes you a strong tower. Your spirit strong. And so do it for you, but also um, it's a it, there's there's it's like evidence to us that there is power going on, you know? I mean, you don't have to speak in tongues to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Bobby preached on that the other day. But, but it, but it kind of gives you that, it gives you that assurance, yes, this is the perfect will of God. I'm praying, yes, I have no idea what to pray. I'm going to pray in tongues.